Blog Talk Radio. to be talking about life's problems that may break or tear a heart apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart, or you can go out to our chat room, which is available right now. Someone said 
can barely hear you. I'm sorry. Okay. You can go out to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. You can ask your questions, send your comments, or your prayer requests. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you have if you have assets to come to Dallas, Texas, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. I want to ask those who are on Facebook right now, if you can hear me, please let me know. I just had some, okay, they couldn't hear me over the music. Okay, can you hear me now? For those that are Facebook Live, please let me know if you can hear me. Okay. Now, this is my first time actually doing it on Facebook Live. Normally, I would just do the audio, but I felt the urgency for you to be able to hear me, but most importantly, be able to see me. This is a very... um Special edition of Reconnect My Heart, Sunday, March the 3rd, 2019. Actually, on the last podcast that we had two weeks ago, um, it was about, the topic was about strongholds. And little did I know that as we were praying, as we were having the show, that my own sister, my favorite sister, but most importantly, my only sister, Sheila Prater, she was actually killed three weeks ago in a domestic violence relationship. I have her shirt on just in case those who may be able to see it. I'm wearing her shirt. I'm wearing a shirt with her face on there, and I'm dedicating this podcast to her, also any other victim that's been involved in domestic violence. But uh, she was killed by her boyfriend. And this is an experience I wish on no one. But also I do know domestic violence has been going on for since the beginning of time. And unfortunately, the other day, it was in my family. But even before it was in my family, there are many people that are listening, known someone or has been involved in some type of domestic violence relationship. When I went back to work, actually, even before I went to work, a lot of people saw me on uh, TV and on Facebook and it was so many people, not only that showed me love, but so many people were sharing with me their story. There are many people that are dealing with that, and it's time for us to speak up about it. And I'm going to be real. I'm not going to speak as Reverend Prater. I'm going to speak as a friend, as a father, as a son. I want to speak and let everybody know that a lot of time when it comes down to domestic violence, 
a lot of time it's the women that have to speak up. But it's time for the men to speak against domestic violence. It's time for the men to speak up about it. Now, I do know that there are some men that are victims of domestic violence. We know that. We want to establish that. But what I want to do, I want to address the women. If there are any men that are a victim or dealing with domestic violence, with some of the things that I may share, instead of you using the she, just substitute your name or your a position in that your situation in that but I really want to talk because it's time for the men to start protecting our young ladies it's time for the men to stop being wimps and stop fighting these women now even though this is not it was not a relationship but I saw the other day there was a coward that was in downtown deep Ellum that ended up punching a black woman, a black woman, and on the news it actually showed him having a pistol. But you know what? He bailed out of jail. But what would have happened if he was of a different race? I want us to think about it. What make us as men feel that it's okay to hit a woman? But also, I'm gonna say this: if you notice, a lot of the men that hit women, a lot of the women that, a lot of the men that hit women. Those are the same cowards that don't fight men. Just putting it real. It's so many men that feel like it's okay to beat up on women. But when they come down to being challenged by a man, they're up and run. That's a coward. But we as men, we need to start doing better. We need to start being right. And like I said, I've been working in law enforcement for 25 years And I've seen so much Now I, like I said I do know There are some women that will actually Antagonize men I know that There are some men That are a victim of being Beaten up on by women I know that but Just in case for those who did not know that I'm letting you be aware of it Those things happen Grown people need to keep their hands to themselves If you feel like This person is not Acting up to your standard Then how about you leave them alone But it's funny It's a lot of people They actually feel that Well you know what I can groom them I can help them I can make them The woman or the man for me And you know what That's foul My thing I always say is this Parents responsibility Is to raise their children It ain't the mate responsibility To raise a man or raise a woman. We need to start raising our children, but also when it becomes to matters of the heart, we really have to start watching who we interact with, who we date, who we even allow within our circle. So what I want to do, I want to take the opportunity to use this platform to talk about even some of the early Detection or warning signs of a potential abuser to inform you of the importance of examining potential partners who you may be considering dating or even marrying to educate victims, potential victims, of their worth to prevent them from dealing with an unhealthy or a toxic person. We want to talk about that in much more. 
in the episode called Straight Talk About Domestic Violence. Now, first, what is domestic violence? Domestic violence is a violent or an aggressive behavior. Sometimes they look at it as within a marriage. They may say within a courtship. Now, we want to look at not just this behavior as being physical, but it's also verbal. A lot of times we end up not just striking our fists on women. Sometimes we strike our words on women. Sometimes a person may, a man, I'm going to say it like this. Sometimes a man may feel like, well, if I break her down, I'll build her up. Nah. But the funny thing about it, they'll do it to somebody else's daughter, but they'll get upset if someone do their daughter that way. I want the guys who may be in a relationship, and she may not be all do you think that she needs to be? I want you to think about this. Why are we taking it upon ourselves to raise a grown person or even to change a person? Because you know what? If they don't want to change for themselves, what make you think that they're going to change for you? But also, you can't make somebody do something that's against their will. So, as a young lady, there are some things I want us to talk about. And I, like I said, I really thank each and every one. Like I said, for those who may be listening, I know there are many viewers that are listening around the world, but also for those who are on Facebook Live, I thank you all. This is, like I said, this is pretty much unscripted pertaining to my setup. I want to just go ahead and get on here. I wasn't going to wait. I just wanted to just get on here to really just talk and I may be sweating. I may look unprofessional, but I really don't care as long as the message is being reached. If y'all can understand the importance of this, because even though I can't bring my sister back, but I can help her legacy. But most importantly, I can help someone else. I can prevent someone else's sister, someone else's daughter, someone else's mother from losing their life or even somebody's brother losing their life on the on the hands of domestic violence. You know, even in this situation, the hardest part I had to do, and the hardest thing I had to do in my life, three weeks ago I had to tell my own mother that my sister, that her daughter is dead, was killed over domestic violence. And a lot of times people may want to know, you know, well, how you feel, how you feel. Well, you know what, to be honest with you, I can't sit back and not say anything about it. I have to tell the message, even, like I said, if it'll save someone else that may even be in a domestic violent relationship right now, for them to be able to wake up and understand what are these signs. Because to be honest with you, a lot of times we get this gut feeling, and if that feeling within our gut is uneasy or we feel uncomfortable, we need to start examining that. A lot of times we override these early detections. Sometimes we think that if we just do better, sometimes if we, sometimes we may feel like if we can treat them better, they will do better. But one of the things I found out 
for a person that's in a toxic relationship or you when you're dealing with an abusive person or if you some in some type of domestic violent relationship, the better you treat them, the better they treat you. I want to say it again. The better you treat them, the better or the worse they treat you. So in other words, I don't care how good you treat them. If a person is an abuser, they're going to continue to do it. Just point blank. Why are we allowing ourselves to depreciate ourselves and also to be with people that would depreciate us? One of the things I want to say, the first thing I always say is this. We need to examine their relationship with God. Just point blank. Let's examine their relationship with God. If they're not faithful and committable to him, if they have a dysfunctional relationship with God, they will have a dysfunctional relationship with you. If they do not have a relationship with God, or they may have a weak relationship with God, chances are they will have a weak relationship with you. But also I want to say this, when they have a weak relationship with God, what happens is if they allow you to become their God, if they are worshiping you, if they spend more time with you than God, then some people, oh, that's good. But I want you to understand this. Whenever a person put you, excuse me, whenever someone put God second and they put you above God, then what happens, they... They put you in the place of being God in their life. In other words, everything that God's supposed to do, they're expecting you to do. And you know you can't measure up to God. So what happens? Now you are in a position that only God can feel, and they are feeling unfulfilled. And what happens? Now they become so what? They become so agitated. They become so frustrated. Why is that? Because you can't do what only God can do. So now you're ripping and running. You're busy. You are emotionally, spiritually fatigued in that relationship. And you're doing all you can and the best that you can. And what happened? The better you do, the more you do, it seems like the worse they behave, the worse they treat you. Why is that? Like I said, because they don't have a relationship with God or they have a weak relationship with God and they put you in the place of God. And if someone puts you in the place of God, then you definitely need to leave them alone. Also, I I, I was thinking about this the other day. A lot of times people want to prove they love. If you love me, I want you to put a tattoo with my name on there. If you love me, I want you to tattoo my name on your body. Or I say I love you. So let me put your name on my body. You know what? That's demonic. First of all, we not as believers, we don't need to be marking ourselves, tattooing ourselves. That's one thing. The other thing is, I want you to get this. If they actually want to prove their love to you, Instead of having you to put the, their name on your body, 
how about you allow them to take you either to the courthouse or take you down the aisle so that way they can give you their name? If they're really sincere, but a lot of times they ain't, they just want to get under your panties, just being real, or they want to control or manipulate you. Is so many people, they end up in a dysfunctional relationship because they're with someone that's trying to control or manipulate them. But also, what are they doing? A lot of times, they will remove you from your roots. See, God has planted you in roots of a family, of a circle of trusting friends. God has planted you in a healthy environment. But what happened when God has rooted you somewhere, an abuser will try to uproot you. They will remove you from your familiar territories to an unfamiliar territory. What does that mean? A lot of times, they will try to remove you from your family, from your friends. When at first, before you got with them, you were seeing your family. You were seeing your mother, your father. You were hanging out with your family. You would go to church regularly. But now you end up with someone that's controlling, somebody that's manipulative. And what are they doing? Now they're trying to bring division between you and your roots. What are they doing? They're trying to, what they, what they say, divide and conquer. They're dividing you from your familiar territory, and they're trying to conquer you. They're trying to control you. They're trying to manipulate you. And I just feel this in my spirit to say this. A lot of women that ain't married to men, they're dating them. They're trying to display themselves as a wife in a courtship. That ain't Bible. You don't do that. I want to tell you something. If you ain't married, don't give him wife benefits. That means sex. That means control over your life or control over your body, your mind, or your finances, and especially control over your kids. If you're not married, if he doesn't love you and respect you enough to, number one, treat you right and treat your family right, he's not qualified even to be in your life. I'm going to say it like this. He didn't even qualify to be called a man. Anytime someone that actually say that they love you, the first thing they're going to do, they're going to show it by how they treat you and your kids, treat you and your family. But I want you to do this. If you're considering somebody, if it's a male, and you're considering that guy, if there's a man in your life that you respect, that you trust, then you have that man to examine him. See, a real man can identify a boy. I'm going to say it like this. It's keeping it real. A real man can identify a punk. A real man can identify someone with an ill motive, somebody that has an agenda. But as long as the women start pacifying these guys, as long as the women make excuses for these wimps, he's going to control you. He's going to manipulate you. And you know what's going to happen? When he finds out that you have a good man, a godly father figure, or a spiritual advisor that's a male that's watching for your best interest, and when you tell him, well, you know, um, my, my, 
my minister friend, Brother Prater, you know, he, he's, I don't think he likes you. I don't think, well, you know, um, he, he, he say, he said you need to get a job, but he said that I can do better. You know what he's going to say? You know what? He's going to try to start dividing a wedge between you and me. I'm just using myself for an example. It may be your pastor. It may be even your own biological father. Your father may be telling you, baby, you need to leave him alone. He ain't no good. But you know what happened? A lot of times, we'll, the female will stay around to watch and see if they're going to change. I want y'all to do this. If you know that he's no good or if someone that you respect, but most importantly, somebody that's godly is telling you to leave him alone, then you need to leave them alone immediately. And please don't ever think, well, see, I can help him to be better. I can help him to do better. The answer is no. No woman can help a boy to become a man. No one. I'm going to say it like this. I don't care if you're the greatest mother of them all. A great mother knows that her son needs a man. So you know what she's going to do? She's going to allow a man, a male figure, to help mentor her son to become a real man. But a lot of the women, being real, a lot of the women make excuses for these boys, and these boys are getting away with everything. And now he has gone too far and you can't control him. And you have allowed yourself to be in a situation where sometimes it's hard to get out of. I love and respect a young lady enough to tell her the truth. And for those who may not like it, for those who may not agree with me, I really don't care. Because I want to make sure that, number one, you are in a healthy, godly relationship. But also, I do not want to see another person that I know that can be avoiding a relationship that's toxic. I don't want you to have to fall prey to that. If this message can help save one daughter or even save one son from being in a toxic relationship or even being a victim of domestic violence, then God had blessed me to do my job. But if there's any man that's watching this, that does not like what I'm saying, I really don't care. Because most of them, all they want to do is hit on a woman, but don't want to deal with a man. But this is not to point fingers. This is actually something I really want to help us, but also I want to bring awareness for all of us to come together and let's start praying for these people. Let's start praying. Let's start getting some rehabilitation for some of these men or some of the women that like this type of violent act. A couple of years ago, I was interested in this young lady, and you know what she told me? She said, well, if you don't hit me, you don't love me. What kind of sick junk is that? In other words, she feel like my only way of expressing my love to her is through violence. So you know what happened? I didn't deal with her. But also that same one, even I've had some, well, you know, he's too nice. He's too nice. Okay, so those type of people, they got a problem. If you feel like someone is too nice, too nice to you, then you're kind of sick in the head. Now, if by chance, if by chance those type of people that like that type of behavior, then you know what? It would take God himself to change that person. But if that type of person loved that, then be with someone that liked that type of act. But there are many people 
that are good-hearted people, and they've allowed themselves to link themselves up with people that mean them no good. Sometimes people will take your kindness for weakness pertaining to matters of the heart. And we have to recognize how valuable our heart is. We have to recognize the value of our heart, the value of our identity. Because if you end up involving your heart with the wrong person, they will taint your heart. They will control your heart. They will change your heart. And so many people, they feel because they have a good heart, a lot of times they want so badly to help a person. They want to help a person. But I'm going to say this. That's not love. That's ministry. That's ministry. Listen, that's the same thing as goodwill, Salvation Army. It's the same thing. But also, I want to say this. If you know, if you're of the opposite sex, and you know someone of the opposite sex that you may be interested in, but they need some help, then leave them alone and allow a man to deal with them. Or, who knows, it may be a young lady. Allow a young lady to be mentored or ministered to about another young lady. We have to start understanding the difference between love and ministry. Now, if somebody needs some help, then you were to the same sex. Now, that will let you know if they really want help or if they're trying to manipulate you and use your kind heart to get what they want. And a lot of times, good people fall prey to that. Good people have allowed themselves to give their heart out to people that end up using them because of either matters of the heart, because of their kindness, or even through what? Through scripture or through the Bible, through their Christian life. Sometimes people will try to use that to try to manipulate you. So the best thing what we need to do as men, if you are a victim, if you see a young lady that may be trying to do better or she may say she want to do better, but yet still you may be emotionally attached to her, then what you need to do, you need, and she especially she says that, you know, well, I'm trying to grow in Christ and everything. You make sure that you have some type of mother or some type of woman figure to introduce her to. And let her deal with, and she will let you know if she's real or if she's fake. And so also pertaining to the men. Men, if you really feel that, you know, uh, I want to do better, and you telling these women, well, you know, just work with me. Everything will be all right. No. You know, there's an old saying, society is saying, well, all he needs is a good woman or the right woman, and he would change. That's what society says. But is that scripture? No, it ain't. This is what scripture, the Bible says, the man that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. In other words, he's already, what? Already man material. He's a man and be able to recognize a wife or wife material. He didn't say a boy in training. He didn't say, well, um, uh, 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 a guy who's struggling or a guy who's almost a man. No, when we look at the man, the man exhibits God's quality. Love, respect, honor for God, honor for himself, but also honor for the young lady. But if by chance, if by chance, 
that young lady may see that he's not measuring up, then you don't wait for him to break it off. You break it off. If you know that somebody ain't up to par, when they come down to the first signs, leave it alone. A lot of times, God is showing us red flags, but we override God's red flags or those warning signs because we're allowing our emotions to get involved. And our emotions will get us in so much trouble. But I know I've I sort of been going on the notes, but I really don't care. I want to make sure to just get all this out. I and mean, you know what? I don't. I'll fix the time. I'll make sure that we get this, we get all this information out and I'm allowed time for those who may be on the air who um, on the phone that maybe want to listen. But I want us to think about this. A lot of times those warning signs come real early. Think about this. A lot of times when we really listen and pay attention, they'll tell off who they really are. We need to stop talking and start listening. God gave us one mouth and two ears. And a lot of times, they'll throw a little nuggets, but we're not even paying attention. Excuse me. Think about this. When they begin to start throwing little subtle hints, they kind of start joking. <laughs> Girl, you know what? If you leave me, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> Girl, you better not ever leave me. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm not going to leave you. You know, we solid. You know what? You just missed it. He up here giving red flags already. He already said, I don't know, cool. He already threatened you. Girl, if you leave me, I'm going to hurt you. That's a threat. I'm going to say it like this because I work in the jail. That's a terroristic threat. So if he acting like that already, be paying attention. If he's saying that, you know what? Leave him alone. Throw away his number. Block him from Facebook. Delete him. And please, if you breaking up with him or if you leave him alone, just because you stop calling him doesn't mean that it's okay for you to keep him on Facebook. Because he may be watching you. He may be following you. As long as he have access to you, he will try to come back. And you know what? He knows your heart. He's going to prey upon your weakness. And then all of a sudden, what's going to happen? Well, you know, well, I'm going to give him another chance. He said he was sorry. He said that he can change. And you know what? I'm going to say it like this. What the Bible talk about whenever we get delivered from something, Whenever we get delivered from something and we go back into it, it always becomes worse. When the when we get delivered from something and we fall back into it, there are seven times more spirits that we have to deal with. So have you noticed whenever someone accepts someone that they broke up with, that it might have been bad, it might have been toxic. But I want you to example, what was the outcome when they went back? Sometimes it was more violence. More verbal abuse, more cheating. I want you to think about that. In other words, he was your ex for a reason, or she was your ex for a reason. So ex need to what? Exit. Ex need to be what? Left alone. If by chance you get these warning signs in the very beginning that he's, well, you know, um, well, he, he was just joking. He was just playing. No, he wasn't. He might have said it in a joking way, but baby, guess what? He was saying how he really felt. He was saying who he really was. God will always reveal. God will always reveal or give you warning signs. The Bible tells us warning comes before destruction. 
And a lot of times we just think about it pertaining to sin, but that also pertaining to a relationship, a a toxic relationship or a domestic violent relationship or a potential violent relationship. So we got to start paying attention. That's women and men. But when you start giving these jokes, when you start saying these, uh, um, these riddles and stuff, playing around, pay attention. He's telling who he really is. But also, how about this? Because the advent of social media, uh, we got search engines, public records. When you are considering dating someone, you better start doing your homework and start examining this person. In other words, you put up their name. First of all, you make sure you got their right name. Find out what their name is. A lot of these people that are dating somebody, all they know is their nickname. They don't even know their real name. Find out what their name is and put their name in the search engine. See if they have any warrants. See if they've been in jail before. See if they've been in prison. See if they've been in the news. Go look and see if they are someone that is a potential threat to your life. But I found out a lot of times, some people, well, you know, I like, I, I, I just don't want to know. I just don't want to know. The Bible says the truth shall set you free. So when you start ex- knowing the truth and accept the truth, then that's your way of escape. But a lot of times, God may be trying to put something right in front of you. God is trying to let you know, baby, this not the one. He may have a pretty package, but it's the what? It's a tainted gift inside that package. It's a bomb inside that pretty wrapper. But what happened? Well, no. Well, you know, he grew up in church, but just because somebody grew up in church, that don't mean that they are in church or the church is in them. The devil goes to church. The devil know, actually, the devil knows the scripture better than you. The devil knows the Bible better than you. The, the devil knows the Bible better than me, better than a lot of us. But does he obey it? But unfortunately, what do we do? We give, we give the wrong people a pass, but we kick out people who are good. We, a lot of times, we push off the good people and we accept the bad people. I get tired of hearing, I'm going to say it, I get tired of hearing these women, oh, I need a bad boy in your life, but guess what? Bad boys come with consequences. It's being real. There are some guys I know, oh, I mean, I need me a, I need me a, 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 a freak. I, I want me a, a bad girl. And not realizing when she run up your phone bill, when she run up your credit cards, when she been cheating on you, that's what you wanted. You got what you want. So we have to start doing these background checks. We got to start doing these background checks, but also even in dealing with these background checks, investigate. We got to do more than just, well, they said going by what they say. Uh Uh-uh. Going by what they say, that's fine and dandy. But you got to do your own homework. Check out their family. Check out their family history. How do they interact with your family? Are they what? Are they standoff? Are they standoffish? Are they accepting with your family? Are they accepting or are they going against your family roots, your family foundation? Because the key thing is, you got to think about this. In who you may be potentially marrying or dating, you have to make sure that you all are like-minded in the upbringing that's being real. In the upbringing, uh, in the foundation, in the ethics, 
in the morality because a lot of times people may say, well, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, I, 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 I discipline my children. I discipline my children or uh, I don't have no problem. You discipline your children. But the thing is, you got to look at what? You got to look at is it the same level? Some people, they may be looking for love. But in the process of looking for love, we got to understand, do y'all have the same definition of what love is? Your definition of love is chivalry. Open up the doors, respect, talking to them in love and kindness. But their level of respect may be physical, punching. But see, also, I want to say this while I'm thinking about it. This is pertaining to marriage. Don't you know that real relationship it gives love. It breathes love and respect. But don't you know, even when it pertains to marriage, there are so many people that are married that are still being sexually violated or raped within their marriage. What do it? What is it I'm saying? What I'm saying is there are people that are victims of rape even within their marriage. Why? Because sex is supposed to be consensual. But what? A lot of times, one partner may feel like, well, you know what? You owe me that. You're my wife or uh, you're, you're my husband. I'm entitled to that. And they'll end up taking it out of their will. So that's rape also. I wanted to throw that out there before I forget. So, so watching these warning signs, look at their history. Do you know their history? pertaining to a relationship do you know who they've been with and sometimes it's good to do a background check just like somebody is applying for a job do the same thing pertaining to applying for your love if you look at your life if you look at your heart as a job if you look at your heart as a high quality job you will start examining people and start realizing that not everybody should have access to your heart. You know, at my job, when you get hired on, they have to do a background check. They examine not only those who I put down as references, but they'll check their credibility also. They'll check the references' credibility to see how they are. And so when we start looking and allowing ourselves to start watching the person and then watching their friends, if all of their friends are married, but they're cheating on their spouse, what do they say about that person? You know how they they say birds of a feather flock together. Sometimes one apple can spoil a whole bunch. So that shows what type of individual that that person is. And like I said, I don't care if you met them in church or not. That doesn't matter. That does not matter. Just because someone's in church, that doesn't get a free pass. When someone say, well, that person in church, I'm like, so? So what? I know a lot of cheaters in church. I'm going to say it like this. Not just a lot of cheaters in church, but also I know a lot of people that are behind the pulpit that are cheating on their wife, cheating on their taxes. I know a lot of them. Matter of fact, like I said, those that don't know, I work for the sheriff's department. I've been there 25 years, and I've worked on the floors where there were ministers, preachers, pastors. They in jail for sexual assault of a minor. I've known some that's in there, and they in a homosexual cell. Just in case you don't know, um, just in case someone want to go into a homosexual cell, they have to fill out a card. They acknowledging that they want to be 
separated from the heterosexual and they want to go to a homosexual cell to get their sexual gratification going on. Let's keep it real. I know about that. I've worked it, not just as a minister, but also in law enforcement. So I know what I'm talking about. So you need to start examining it because a lot of these people, they're on the, they're on the down low. A lot of them, they're on the down low. And at work, I can't say anything. If I was able to tell these people name and all that stuff, I would. If I know that you're trying to date them and they ain't no good, I would say it. But because of my job, I can't. I'm not allowed to say anything. But I would encourage you, do your homework. There are so many people. Matter of fact, there was a minister. I know for a fact he loved to control his members. He, it's not just one. It's several of them. Anytime somebody try to control you to make decisions for you, they ain't your parent. So what you need to do, you need to leave them alone. Anytime somebody like that type of control, watch them. They have a motive. They have an agenda. And I ain't tired. We just got to say it like it is because a lot of times when we look at it, the domestic violence is going on within our home but it's bleeding in within the church. There are so many first ladies. There are so many people that's coming to church that have positions, and their wife or their husband may be behind a pulpit, maybe preaching, and they are gifted in speaking, but they live a corrupt life. They're beating on their spouse. They're beating on their spouse, their husband, their children. They are beating on them. They are controlling them. They are manipulating them. And there is human sex or human trafficking going on even within the church. They are pimping even within the church. Now, like I said, I'm not against church. I'm against those corrupt people within the church. I'm saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Love church. I love worshiping God publicly in a public place. But also, this is to bring awareness to people. When you come to church, don't you let your guards down. Because everybody that come to church ain't delivered. Everybody that come to church ain't saved. There are some that have a hidden agenda and a motive. So what you need to do, examine. I'm going to say it like this. This is what I found out. A lot of times people say, think, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm Reverend so-and-so. I'm Pastor so-and-so. You know, thus says the Lord. You know what? The Bible tells us we need to examine everything. You know what I found out? Jesus himself was investigated, but the difference was when they investigated him, he was innocent. So if Jesus was investigated, we need to start investigating the people within the church. We need to stop allowing ourselves to lose our thought, lose our mind when it comes down to going within the church and we just accept everything that people say. You need to do your homework. Do your homework. Ask questions. And if they got a problem with answering, then it ain't your problem. It's their problem. Leave them alone. So you need to start asking questions. So many people, we are scared to ask questions. Sometimes we're scared to ask questions because we don't want to know the answer. And God is tired of us being ignorant of his word and also the red flags he's throwing at us. So we got to make sure we start doing our homework. But also, like I said, if you know somebody is unhealthy, don't wait for them to break up with you. You break up with them. But also, I want to say this. Even if it pertains to isolating yourself, do not allow yourself 
to be an island when it when you are in a relationship. You need to open up. In other words, you need to keep your community involved. Keep your circle intact. Never allow yourself to be removed from your foundation. See, anytime somebody try to uproot you from your foundation, that's a clear sign that they are a difficult person. You need to leave them alone. Or don't allow them to be in your life. But see, also, I'm going to tell you this. Even if they come with a gift, do not accept it. Don't say, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Listen here, it ain't about feelings. It's about motives, their motive. See, as long as you accept what they're giving you, now they have something over you. They have a piece that they can control or manipulate you with because you have allowed yourself to receive something from them. See, to you, it might just be a purse. It might just be food. It might just be lunch. It might just be dinner. It could be, like I say, not just in the church, but even in a workplace. It could be something you just received from them. Oh, it just this. But the answer is no. You got to look at there's a motive behind it. So you have to turn it down and as Especially if you're already married or if you're already in a relationship and someone else offers you something, leave it alone. They say, well, no, that's okay. If they, well, but it's, 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 just, it's just that. It, it's just a piece of chicken. You can't accept no chicken. Don't allow that smooth talking to make you receive something when there is a motive behind that. So don't do that. So. Along with that, we got to start watching the people because they're going to give you a little bait to see if you're going to catch it. And if you don't catch it, catch it, now they got control over you. They can hang that over you to help you, to make you, what, to make you become their slave. The other thing I want to say, women, please. Please, please, please. If by chance this person begins to abuse you, even if it's one time, leave them alone, but also let them know how serious you are. You got to get the police involved. Feel like, well, you know, I don't want to get him in trouble. No, no, listen here. His behavior comes with consequences or if the shoe is on the other foot, if a woman is beating up on a man, their behavior comes with consequences. But you have to make sure that you get the authorities involved. That's the only way that they're going to know that you're sincere. Now, if you get the authorities involved and you press charges, do not back down. Do not, well, you know, uh, uh, he said he was sorry. Oh, I really love him. Ain't enough love in the world for make you to, to change your mind. To make you fall prey again. So you have to make sure. If they put their hands on you. You immediately get the police involved. Get the police involved. Leave them alone. They will not change. But a lot of times. If you allow yourself. To stay there hoping and thinking. That they're going to change. Then why. Are you going to allow yourself to stay there. When it's not a guarantee that they're going to change. Or think about this. What if there's a pattern? 
What if they have beat up on the people in their past? You're going to be another one. Listen, a lot of times I've heard women make excuses. Well, see, he did that in the past because he made her mad or he didn't let her see the kids. or He make all these excuses for him. All these excuses. And you know what? You're pacifying him. So someone just said, if they do it once, they do it again. Trust me. Yes, they will. Yeah, that's male or female. But like I said, getting the police involved. Get the police involved. But also, not only getting the police involved, but stand your ground. Make sure you break all communications off. If by chance they pop up at your job, first of all, if you have to get the police involved, then you let people know. You let your job know, hey, look here. If this person show up, call the police. Tell your family. Please, 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 ladies, if you have allowed yourself to be in some type of situation like that, don't feel like it's your responsibility to fix it either. You get your people involved. Get your family, get your circle involved. Women do not need to take matters into their own hand pertaining to a man. I want to bring that up. Do not allow yourself to try to fix a problem when it pertains to a man. Now, if by chance you went on, you got with him, that's one thing. But if you made a mistake, get your community of men involved. Do not allow yourself to, well, you know, it's my problem. I created, so I'm going to have to fix it. No. That's why we're here. That's what the, the song said. That's what friends are for. That's why we're here. We're here to help one another. We're here to support one another. We often hear that phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. But also, when that child grows up, it takes a village to help uphold that adult that was once a child, to help that adult that was once a child. If it takes a village to raise a child, it's going to take a community to help because we are brothers and sisters, one of another. We are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's keeper. So we have to remember that. So like I said, a controlling person, uh, they begin to start threatening. If they begin to start joking about different things, saying that they were just playing, take that as being serious. Also, whenever, whenever we allow ourselves to be in a situation that's unhealthy. And like I said, we get the police involved. We got to stand our ground. Also, for the ladies, a lot of times, we, you may be interested in that man. You may say, well, you know, he's a good person, but he just needs some help. You got to ask yourself, what is your motive of being with that person? What is your motive of being with that person? Or is your motive is to accept them as they are? Or are you trying to change them from who they are to make them better for you? That's actually witchcraft. See, ultimately, it's our responsibility to be like Christ. But also, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be what? We're supposed to be helping others to know Christ. But you can't mix the two. If you, if he likes you, but you are into him to try to change him, then it's something wrong with you. You can't do that. If you can't accept them how they are, then you leave them where they at. But also, we got to think about this. We got to look at what is their potential. 
see, when a person is angry, they're showing you who they really are. You think about this. If a 16-year-old kid who just got his driver's license, if that 16-year-old kid now has a brand-new car from his parents, and that car is a, what, is a Venom. Think about his first car being a Venom. How would that look? Think about that image. A, a, a 16-year-old kid who just got his driver's license, and his parent is giving him a Venom car. That Venom is considered the fastest car in the world. It can go as high as 301 miles per hour. So you think about it. Wouldn't that be dangerous for a child to have that type of car? Why is that? Because what if he just pressed on the accelerator? The extreme of that car can go where it can not only kill him or hurt him, but hurt others. See, that's the wide gauge range that he can go. If he's going to have his car and he just now learned how to drive, he needs to have something within a what? A small range. A car that's not going to go over 90 miles per hour. So when we see how a person's range is, if it's at a large range where they can be enraged at a the moment, they quick-tempered, leave them alone. See, a lot of times when a person get enraged, they would do anything to get their point across. Being rich, that's male or female. So you have to make sure that you see how a person is when they become angry. That doesn't mean that you make them angry, but you may be in a situation with them where, uh, let's say, customer service. Y'all may be at a fast food restaurant. Are they able to keep their cool under pressure? That's who a person really is. If they're able to keep their cool under pressure, how do they respond during conflict? That's the identity of a person. How they respond in conflict, that lets you know how a person really is. So, also what we got to do, we got to look at when he doesn't have a relationship with God. I said that. But also, look at the warning signs of their behavior, their behavior issues, like I said, within their family. Look at how they are and being able to look at public records to make sure that you know who you're dealing with. Also, when it comes down to, uh, I was mentioning earlier about even some that have the positions in church, we need to stop making excuses for people's bad behavior within the church. I've heard people say, well, you know, well, ain't no church perfect. Well, you know what? When the staff is acting ungodly, when those that are in position, people that people look up to, when they're trying to take your woman or take your wife, when they beating up on theirs, we got to look at, you know what? These are people that we need to make sure that we watch also. We're just calling it like it is. But also we got to understand, even when we love someone, understand your love language, understand your definition of love, and understand what their definition is. Because a lot of times it may be two different definitions I mentioned earlier. But also, if you have to get the police involved, if you have to call the police, if they do something wrong, if they've done something towards you, it could be, like I said, physical, it could be verbal. Do not allow them 
to make you have a guilt trip because you're pressing charges or because you don't want to deal with them. Now, get this. I want to say this. Be very clear. When someone does something to us, towards us, we got to forgive them. But their forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. Just because you forgive them does not mean that you trust them. Just because you've forgiven them does not mean that they get back into a relationship with you. You you can forgive a person and still not even deal with them. Their forgiveness is for you. So don't allow somebody to make you have a guilt trip. Like I always say, forgiveness does not mean the removal of consequences. You can forgive them. You can respect them. But yet and still, you can still press charges on them. But also, I want to say this as I get ready to go to the phone line. Just in case someone have or isn't is in a relationship where there's violence. If you are in a domestic violence relationship, this is the number I want you to call. I wanted to make sure that I brought this up, and I'm gonna be bringing it up later on in the podcast. Also, one eight hundred seven nine nine two seven three three. That's one eight hundred. Seven nine nine two. Excuse me. Seven nine nine seven two three three. There are people who really need help, but like I said, it ain't your responsibility to date them and help them at the same time. You have to understand what love is, and I want you to think about this. You, as a young lady, is supposed to be protected. Now, who protects you? The man. Now, the man is supposed to be the spiritual leader. The man is supposed to be the head. I'm going to say it like that. The man is supposed to be the head. But does that mean that the head is beating up on the woman? No. The head is there to protect the lady, the woman. The man is supposed to protect honor in a godly way. In other words, do the things that is honorable, not anything that's going to hurt her mentally Physically, emotionally. A man, a real man, would speak life to a lady. But a boy would take life from a lady. True love don't hurt. That's true. True love doesn't hurt. But also, the Bible gives gifts, adds no sorrow. The Bible said that God gives blessings and adds no sorrow. So I want you to think about this. In that relationship or that potential relationship that you're dealing with, is it bringing you hurt or is it bringing you help? Is it bringing you help or is it bringing you healing? And I'm going to say this. I have to say this. Thank the Lord. I just remember. I have to say this. Just in case you're married and he's beating on you, I'm going to tell you this. Don't let no preacher tell you leave. This is one telling you to another, leave, 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 run, Forrest, run. There was a minister that told this woman that was beaten up on, that was uh, being jumped on by her husband, and then eventually that man jumped on the daughter. That preacher told that woman that she needed to stay there to help her husband to get saved. That is not scriptural. Let me tell you something. That's actually something that would bring that child up to be able to hate the church, to be able to hate even God. Listen, if you are in a domestic 
violent relationship, a marriage, you got every permission to leave. You got every permission to put the authorities on that person. You have to make sure to protect yourself because you know what? What happened if you end up getting killed by that man? Now that child is going to hear that that preacher told his mama or her mama to stay there. And they're going to think that God killed the mother. No, it wasn't God. It was the devil. And it was that that husband or vice versa. It could have been the wife. But we have to make sure people, when you're getting counsel, especially even from preachers, pastors, bishops, whatever, I want you to start examining yourself. I want you to examine God's word for yourself, but also don't let anybody make you have a guilt trip. If you're in a violent relationship, leave it alone. Don't let nobody tell you, well, you know, you better stay there or God going to No, look here. I'm going to tell you something. It's best to live another day. I want to say it just like that because so many people, they are listening to these preachers and they are allowing themselves to get beat up punished and they're going to work with a black eye. Some of them, they have to skip going to church because they got a black eye or they hurt. They physically hurt and getting raped. So we got to stop listening to these people because you know what? They'll tell you that. But boy, 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 wait till they daughter going through the same thing. You know what they're going to do? They're going to tell their daughter to leave. You better come back home. So just, just saying it like it is. We have to make sure that we Know what's right from wrong for ourselves. You protect yourself. Use self-defense. Learn self-defense. Protect yourself. I think that's all the notes I have right now. I want to get to the phone line just in case those who may want to say something. I'm going to give them a few minutes. Okay, we're going to the phone line right here. Starting with someone from the 706 area code. Hello, welcome to my heart. How are you doing today? All right, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself, sir? I can't complain. I'm enjoying the vast amount of information that you cover concerning this matter. And it all seems very helpful, but uh, it must be a ploy to be helpful. you gotta, you got to be able to have some strength about when it's time to go, you can make provisions to go. It could cost you your life for a whole lot of agony for you or someone else in your family that may love you. Might have to stand up for you and get them hurt. So when you see indicators of uh, people having potential of being violent, and it's everything from a facial expression to an angry word to a threat, it could be a threat out of anger or just like you exhibited one that when you're laughing and joking about it, girl, I, I kill you, you catch you laughing out on me. And, and and a lot of guys are insecure. And when yeah. a guy's insecure and, and, and you look him in his eye and he look at you in the eye and he start making remarks, it's time to go. You know, yeah. it's much better to leave, but most women find difficulty in leaving because they have a dependence. He helped me pay my bill. Oh, he intimately, he's special. I, can't, I ain't never had nobody like him. I can't leave. Is it, is it worth your life? Hmm. Is there any other you can rely on to somebody in your family to help you pay your bills or get another job or something? Having two jobs is better than being dead. Yeah. You know, and, and we've we got to understand, men and women, that everybody deserves 
to be who they are. And if you're not compatible with that individual, leave. You don't have to beat on nobody's sister, nobody's daughter, nobody's mother. It's, the United States has an abundance of women. You can get one to your liking if you don't, you're not satisfied with that one. It's the same thing for women. You can change a man. It's better than having your brother come over to the house and trying to protect you and he get hurt or he hurt that idiot and he have to go to prison. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many bad roads you go down if you don't open your eyes to the indications, the facial expressions, the 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 voice tone. Uh, uh, <clears throat> he was always so nice. Now he seemed to get angry about everything. He pushed me the other day. If he pushed you yesterday, the, tomorrow he might knock you out. What is this? you got to act on indicators that people give you that they will hurt you and respond to them accordingly, or you're going to have to pay the price. And that's unfortunate, but that's a lot of times the way it is. You are, you are so true. And the funny thing about it, I'm going I'm to see if I can uh, get this caught off. But unfortunately, it's so many people... They uh they don't want to involve anyone because they feel like they got themselves in that situation. A lot of times they feel like, well, you know, I got myself in. I say I got myself in trouble. I can get myself out of trouble. But also, please, 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 do not allow yourself to be an island where nobody can reach you. It's so many guys. You know where they work at? They work on a woman's mind. They'll also try to have sex with them to control them, to dominate them. It's a game. And unfortunately, it's been like that since the beginning of time. But, I mean, it's like it's hurtful for us to be able to even talk about this because, you know what? If I don't bring it up, then it could happen again within my family or within your family, anybody's family. Like I said, I don't want anybody to go through what we went through the past couple of days. But if we can help save someone's life for even for them to be able to identify what a toxic relationship is, what a, what an, what an unhealthy relationship. Anytime somebody want to control you, which is a very first indicator or one of the earlier signs when they want to start controlling you, telling you what you better do, what you need to do. Like I said, joking or not, because a lot of times they'll throw stuff out there, they'll joke around with you to see how far they can go. They'll mm-hmm. try to test the boundaries yes, to see how far you're going to allow them to go. They may give you a hug, and then it may be a church hug at first. Then they come behind you and grab you from behind. And now they're saying, you know, they grab you on the behind. They're doing all these things to see how far you're going to go. In other words, they're saying, when are you going to say no? And it's eating you up inside because you're like, well, but I, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I'm tired of hearing these women say, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but they're hurting yours. I mean, it's just like, and it goes both ways. It goes both ways, you know, but I'm saying this because I am a man, and just like you, Mr. Key, I love you dearly. You're a young man who exhibits godly character and have raised, you've raised your daughter. You've, I mean, I've seen you at work. And so for us to be able to see boys that are not living up to the standard of being a man, but these young ladies are giving these guys a pass, 
then it's crippling these boys. They can't be an effective man when they're getting permission from boys, permission from women to do whatever they want to do. We need to start holding these people accountable. Yes, we need sir. to stop. We need to allow these guys to do whatever they want to because it's not it's not producing men. It's creating prisons. It's creating boys for prisons. It's already enough men and it's already enough boys in jail. And Absolutely. now we're enlarging the jails because we're not helping these men to holding these boys accountable. I'm that sorry, so I, I had to get on my soapbox. I'm sorry. So true. That's so very true. But I I I thank you. I thank you for calling and continue to bless us anytime and I really, really appreciate you and I thank you for your support. Yes, sir. I thank you for all that you share. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you now. Yes, sir. God bless you and family. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're going to go to eight one. Excuse me. Uh, six eight two. Welcome to Rick and Maha podcast. You're on the air. Hello. Welcome to Rick Namaha Podcast. You're on the air. Hello, are you there? Hello, are you there? Okay. Okay. The light there, not here. Okay, it's like somebody else. Hello, welcome to Rick Namaha Podcast. You're on the air. Okay. Okay, it looks like we're about to get ready to wrap up the show. I know we kind of went a little bit longer, but I wanted to make sure that we got a chance. We'll just talk about some things. Let's see if they're on the air. Hello, you on the air? Okay. Someone else. Okay. Okay. Okay, so as we get ready to wrap up the show, I want us to be able to really just just in case you are in a relationship, examine it. Just in case you know somebody that's in a potential hazardous relationship, we need to pray for them. But also, let's let them know what real love is. Let's talk to them. And unfortunately, so many people, they try to hide it. There are so many people, they try to hide what they're dealing with. Some of them, they're so embarrassed. And it's nothing to be embarrassed about. I want to say this. If you are a victim of domestic violence, I want to say this. It is not your fault. The devil wants you to blame yourself. Even the even the abuser want to blame you for his behavior. Let me tell you something. It's not your problem. It is not your problem and it's not your fault. For you to have to deal with him or because of his behavior is not your fault. You're not responsible for someone else's actions. So I want you to understand, just in case somebody is telling you, well, you know, if you wasn't like this, he wouldn't be acting like that. Uh-uh. It's not your fault. But also, just in case you know somebody 
that is an abuser, if they are abusing their significant other, their spouse, or their girlfriend, or their boyfriend, you hold that person accountable. You deal with that person, especially if it's of the if you are the same sex as they are. Hey, man, I see you, man. Uh, uh-uh. uh. You know what? I'm gonna say this. We're gonna get ready to wrap up the show, but like I said, I'm wearing my sister on my shirt. My sister had four boys. Excuse me, four brothers. Four brothers, and she also have a grown son. But the thing was, there was a lot of things that she may have hid from us. She might have been embarrassed. She might have been embarrassed. Found out later that she may she did confide in someone. But the key thing of it was, right now she's no longer here. If you know somebody that's like that, you make sure you do your part. It's all of our responsibilities. It's all of our responsibility. If we're walking down the street, matter of fact, we've seen it on TV. Right now, so many people, when they see a man jumping on a woman or a woman jumping on a man, instead of breaking it up, instead of calling the police and getting some help for that person that's getting jumped on, what do a person do? They'll get their phone and start recording. Everybody think it's entertainment. When it comes down to violence, violence is not entertainment. Violence needs to be tamed. It needs to be stopped. So is that what God wants us to do? To start recording, start condoning people's bad behavior? No. I want people from this point on to start examining themselves and ask yourself, are you... Are you allowing this to continue? I want each and every one to examine this, me included. Are we allowing ourselves to con- allow this to continue, this kind of behavior to continue? See, we can easily call the police. You can hide, call the police. But a lot of times, the police find out about it on Facebook or Worldstar or YouTube. Because people are too busy trying to record. They think it's cute. They think it's funny. That ain't right. It's it's not right because you know what? Right now, you're looking and there's somebody's daughter that's acting out of character. I'm going to say it like this. Women were not designed to fight or be fighting on. Women were designed to be protected. Women are delicate. Women are precious. And they were meant to be protected by men. But what happened when the men attacked the woman? What happened when the men attack what they're supposed to protect? That's something that's against God's will, just point blank. That's against that's against man's integrity. That's against the actually human beings are not supposed to be fighting. But unfortunately, sometimes we do have to defend ourselves, but we don't jump on people. We don't, we don't behave. We're not animals. Why are we acting like animals? It is so sad, but you know what? Maybe one day, maybe one day, that person that's doing that, maybe they'll wake up. But I'm going to say this. For those who are abusing people, get some help. How about 
those who may be trying to, or maybe those who may have anger issues, who like to abuse people, or sometimes they may not be aware of it. Maybe they think that it's okay because they grew up watching that on their, with their father beating up on his girlfriend or his mother. If that person have seen that, they think it's acceptable. They think that men are supposed to jump on women. I want to tell you, just in case you're listening, we're not designed to do that. We're not supposed to do that. You don't hurt those that you really love. You don't do that. But just in case you watched it, just in case you've you've seen that growing up, God wants you to break that cycle. God want to heal you and deliver you from that. Because remember this, your father may have done that to your mother, but your mother was somebody's daughter. You don't do that in any form or fashion. That's not godly. That's not even right. I know there are some people who ain't even saved. They don't even do that. That's against their character. But then there are those that I know that are in church that are professed to be saved or they even have a position in church, and they beat up on their wife. They beat up on their spouse. I'm not telling you something I'm guessing about. I'm telling you something I know about. I've seen it in the jail. I look at why they're in jail. I know the real truth. I know the real reason. So I'm telling you from personal experience, I know. But it's time for us to stop allowing that type of behavior in our family, in our communities. And like I said, also, just in case you are used to abusing someone, it's time to break that cycle. Let's break that cycle. Because first and foremost, when we really love someone, we will not only protect them, but we will even protect Protect them with our life. When you really love someone, you want to make sure that you bring a smile to their life, a smile to their face, enjoying their heart. Just in case those who may be watching, who may be looking for love, I want you to know that God knows what type of love you need, what type of love you deserve. But I want you to think about this. In case you're considering someone and you're unsure if this is the right person or not, Always think about this, Mark, 9 and 29, but something comes by prayer and fasting. Sometimes when you really, really mean business with God, when you really fast and pray and talk to God, I'm telling you that he will give you the answer that you're looking for. But you got to ask God to help you to accept what he revealed and the answer that he gives you. Ask God to help you to accept it. Because a lot of times, like I said, God will be giving us the answers right in front of us. But a lot of times we are overrided. A lot of times we we won't accept it. A lot of times we think that we can change a person, and we can never change a person. Listen, if they won't change for God, they sure won't change for you. So just in case you're in that type of relationship, I want you to know that there is help. Before we get ready to pray, before we get ready to pray, I want to read the hotline to domestic violence one more time. Uh, I left it some. Oh, here it is. I wrote it down. The number is 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. For those who may have been a victim of domestic violence and have survived, God bless you. And also, a lot of time, even when a person has dealt with that in the past, a lot of time it takes rehabilitation 
for you to get back to some type of normalcy. It's okay to speak to a professional counselor. That doesn't mean that you ain't saved. No, there are some Christian professional counselors that are out there that will be able to minister to you that not only minister you in a secular way, but also in a spiritual way too. They will help you. They've studied that. They have went to school for that. Talk to someone that will listen to you. Talk to someone that will help you. And it's actually beneficial for you to get some help. But like I said, never feel that you're by yourself. Never feel that you have to deal with this alone. And don't ever be embarrassed for what you went through. What the devil meant for evil, God can turn it not just for your good, but God can turn it for your purpose of helping somebody else. Don't you know, you may have been rescued to help you have a voice to help those who feel voiceless. So don't ever feel that you don't, you know, uh, you're unimportant or, you know, you don't have a purpose. No, you know what? Your survival is your testimony and your purpose. It's part of your purpose of you being able to share so that way you can help other people. And also, just in case who may be someone that may be watching, who, like I said, who may be looking for love, someone who may have been a victim in the past, we thank God for you. We're going to hold you up in prayer also. Just in case those men who may have been a victim, those men who may have been watching, who may have abused in the past, abused a young lady in the past, or like I said, vice versa, might have been a woman who might have abused a man in the past. We want to ask you at this time, get some help. We want to ask you, allow yourself to have some time with just you and God. Don't even think about a relationship right now. You think about some healing. You think about some deliverance. And also, just in case a young lady who may have been involved in someone that was an abuser, don't try to don't try to get into the relationship with them as they're trying to be healed or trying to get some help. Because sometimes you might be the one that's a distraction from them getting help. And also, sometimes they might become a better person in the future if you leave their life. Sometimes it may, sometimes it may take them for you, excuse me, sometimes it may take you to leave their life in order for them to get better. I say it like that. It may take you to exit their life for them to enter a life of godliness, a life of deliverance, of peace, of wholeness. So you got to think about this. First of all, a person's soul is at stake. And your feelings or your heart can't supersede their soul, their soul and their relationship with God. So let's get out of your feelings. Let's get out of our feelings. And let's start getting to being purpose-minded, godly-minded. Looking at our eternal home, where are we going when we leave this earth? So just in case those who may be watching, we praying, when, just in case you know somebody who may be a victim, we're going to be praying and holding them up before God. We're not asking for their name, but we're going to hold up their situation. And just in case you have other prayer requests, we're going to touch and agree. And whatever situation that you have, other situations you may be dealing with, we're going to give it to God right now. Just in case those who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Whatever situation that you're dealing with, give it all to God. And number one, you realize that you can cast all your curse upon him because he cares for you. Jesus loves you. 
and he loved you enough not only to die for your sins, but also he loved you to what to carry every burden that you're dealing with. So we're going to give everything to God and even the guilt. If there's someone that's dealing with guilt right now, God, I'll be even speaking right now, God, that you remove every guilt, every weight right now. In the name of Jesus, dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we ask you, Lord, right now, God, you know this situation with domestic violence right now. God, we speaking right now, God, that you first, God, bring people awareness, God, of the urgency, God, of getting help right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking right now, God, that you give your people the urgency, God, to recognize the dangers of domestic violence right now. God, we even speaking right now, God, that you give your people an awareness, God, of early detections right now, God. If there's any controlling mechanism that they're trying to use, if they're being manipulated right now, God, help them, God, to recognize so they can seek shelter right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God, that you help them, God, to run, leave, and don't look back right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even speaking right now, God, for those who may be abusing others right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you provide help for them, God. Give them that desire to get help right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even ask Lord to help us to forgive those, God, who may have hurt us mentally, physically, or emotionally right now, God. But God, even help us to recognize, just because we forgive them, does not mean that we allow them back into our life right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God, that you help us, God, to give everything over to you right now, God. God, we speak, God, every hurt, every abandonment right now, God. Everything that the devil tries to do to destroy us, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help us, God, to cast everything upon you right now. In the name of Jesus, instead of buying everything you stand for, we bind every problem, we bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even speaking right now, God, for those who may be a little like they need help right now, God. God, you know their situation, God. You even know them by name right now, God. God, someone may be needing shelter right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you provide the shelter, God, for them to be protected, God. Protect them and protect their family right now, God. God, there's someone that's living in fear right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, and we already know that you did not give us the spirit of fear, God. You did not even give us the spirit of timidness or even cowardness, God. But God, that's the trick that the devil is trying to put forth. And God, we're speaking for boldness right now in the name of Jesus. God, someone may feel like there is no way out, but God, as long as you're God, God, you are the way out, God. And God, help us to recognize the exit plan that you have for us, God. And help us God, to respond in obedience right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're speaking right now, God. Those who may have been a victim of domestic violence, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help them, that you heal them, God. Mentally, physically, and emotionally right now, God. And even financially right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're speaking right now, God, in a special manner, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help us, God, to pray to family, God. God, we're grieving, God, because we lost one of our dear friends, but most importantly, sister right now, God. Sheila Prater, God. God, we speaking, God, that you comfort us right now, God. Not just the family, God, but even the friends that love her, God. Even the friends that love us right now, God. God, we first of all, we thank you, Lord, for the legacy, God. We thank you for the life of Sheila Prater right now, God. My sister, my friend, God, we thank you, Lord, for her life, God. And God, we speaking right now, God, even what the devil tried to do to destroy her body, he did not destroy her soul, God. Well, we thank you, Lord, for delivering her, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we even speaking, God, even even though she, she may not be here physically, God, but her legacy still remains, God. And we thank you for her right now, God. I even thank you on a personal level, God. 
for 45 great years with my sister, God. God, I get joy when I think about the greatness that you have exhibited through Sheila, God. I thank you for it right now, God. And God, we're even speaking right now, God. We're even speaking to the Pruitt family right now, God. Billy Pruitt and his family right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you encourage them, God. They lost a sister, God. But God, we're speaking, God, that you encourage them, God. Help them to understand, God, that you're still God. They're to comfort all of us. You can comfort all of us right there at the same time. And we thank you for it right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, for those who are bereaved right now, God. Even uh, uh, Tracy Cottonade, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you comfort them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, comfort them, God, even in the transition with their mother right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you comfort them, God, right now, God. Let them know, God, that you can be a mother right now, God, and you can help them, God, even through this transition right now, God. God, we know that, God, that things will never be the same, but, God, we speak, God, that you help us even through this transition right now, God. And we thank you for it right now, God. We even hold up Amanda right now, God. We hold her up before you right now, God. Even in her comfort, God, of, of her grandmother right now, God. Those who are grieving right now, God. You know, each and every one of them, God. God, even got the Logan family right now, God. My cousins, God. God, even we, we buried our cousin right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for the legacy, God, of Pumpkin right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for her legacy right now, God. Thank you, her for being a, a, a young lady of faith, a young lady of courage right now. Even when she was six, she was still praising your name and encouraging us right now, God. And God, we hold up every grieving family right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, be speaking, God, that you comfort them. Be with them right now, God. And God, we realize, God, that we never lost anybody when we know where they are right now. They're still in our heart right now, God. And we thank you for it right now. We praise you right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God, that you help us, God, to fulfill the purpose and plan that you have for us right now in the name of Jesus. And we bind every distracted spirit. We bind every hindering spirit. We bind every witchcraft spirit. We bind every controlling spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, our hearts rejoice, God, but you're still God, and we thank you for it right now. We don't praise you for what you can do, but most importantly, we praise you for who you are, God. You are faithful, committable, God, and we thank you for it right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Th- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I-, I, moved- <laughs> I moved the mic away from me. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in, who listened, who even called in, and who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Pierce and Paul, R-A-T-E-R. You can read my daily devotion and videos on my page, and also you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, It's Brother Prater. Or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotion, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the source section of my website, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities towards their families, their children, and children's mother, form women the needs of men, and give single women, the qualities of a potential future husband and or husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in to this show. And once again, I thank each and every one of you all who prayed for us, who loved us, who reached out to us. I 
thank you, thank you, thank you dearly. Thank you dearly. My family, myself, appreciate you dearly. I want to look at Facebook. I appreciate you all dearly. I love each and every one of you all. Thank you for holding us up before God. Thank you for holding us up, but also thank you for loving us, and thank you for loving my sister Sheila. Thank you for listening to Rick Neighborhood Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night. Thank you.